Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Recently, uh, the BC wine industry um, has been talking about the impact of climate change uh, on the industry. Today, uh, wine growers of BC held a press conference to talk a little bit about uh, the freezing events uh, that we had covered in December of 2020-22 and the impact uh, they had uh, on the industry and continue to have on the industry. Joining me now is Miles Proden, President and CEO of Wine Growers of British Columbia. Miles, thank you for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. So uh, let's touch on the freeze event, for, certainly from December of 2022. Uh, give our audience a sense of the damage that it caused and, and sort of the impact it's had on the industry and continues to have on the industry. Well, I thought you uh, prefaced uh, the, the conversation well. Uh, it is related clearly to climate change. and We've been seeing a, a decrease in the quantity, certainly not the quality, but the quantity of grapes for a number of years now. And we're actually down overall about 30% where we've been historically in the last several years. And we can relate that directly back to climate change. And and by climate change, at least for grape growers, that means freezing below 20 degree temperatures in the wintertime and hot uh, heat dome uh, temperatures in the summertime and smoke. And smoke, while it comes in, may not directly affect the grapes, but it affects the amount of sunlight the, the grapes get. So overall, uh, we've been in, in witnessing a, a decline in, in our grapes. The, the incident to the, the, the event that you speak of this past winter, it got down to minus 30. But more importantly, uh, it extended all the way down to the Asuyas to the Washington state border. We've never seen those cold temperatures extend all that, that far down south. And so that's been devastating to us. Uh, including probably up to 56% uh, loss of our entire uh, anticipated harvest this year. Wow. Um, So uh, what needs to be done, short-term, medium to long-term, to make sure this industry is is kept healthy? Uh, Is the government now working with the industry at all in regards to looking at uh, new strategies to deal with this? Well, they certainly are. I mean, when we were able to identify climate changes as causing that uh, initial uh, decrease in in the harvest, uh, we were able to go and convince uh, the provincial government that uh, wine grapes needed to be included in in, in replant programming. There have been a number of replant programs uh, for other tree fruit uh, industries uh, in this province, primarily uh, apples, uh, but grapes have never been included in that. So for the first time this year, grapes were included. And what that's going to allow us to do is make sure that we've got the right plant, the right vine planted in the right area to really do it the best job against climate control. But that takes time. You, you, you don't just take out everything at once, obviously, because then you'd be left with nothing. Mm-hmm. So you need to do that over a staggered o- approach or over a number of years. Um, but what we found was that when it was opened up to wineries, it was fully subscribed immediately. And so what that told us is that the amount of money the provincial government set aside is not adequate. So that needs definitely to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And for our audience, uh, I'm just looking at the release uh, that uh, your organization sent out earlier today in regards to the freeze event. But uh, the overall impact here, uh, just for our audience, uh, there's a 54% reduction in grape and wine production for the 2020 
2023 vintage. 45% of total plant acreage uh, suffered long-term damage. 29% of total acreage needs to be replanted. Uh, $133 million in direct revenue lost the BC wine industry. A 20% reduction in full-time vineyard and winery uh, employment. So certainly talks to the huge impact that is before uh, the industry. I'm curious, Miles, do we expect some wineries to not make it because of every all the numbers that I've talked about here in the impact, broadly speaking? Sadly, it's true. Uh, that's the anticipation. I think, you know, it's important to point out that the wine industry is unique in the province, obviously, um, because of the great wine we produce, but just the nature of it as an agricultural commodity. So we mm-hmm. grow grapes, certainly, but we also make wine. So it's really the, the one of the largest, the greatest uh, value-add ag products that we have. And so when the grapes can be replaced, ultimately, either whether it's through a replant program or, you know, whatever it takes to look after the grapes, there is a longer-term play there that we can help to, to, to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. But what is critical are those wineries who are only going to have half as much grapes to work with this year. So the analogy I draw is uh, imagine if you and I were told, uh, guess what, we're, you're only going to get paid half the uh, amount as we paid you last year, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, what's the first thing you and I are going to do? Well, we're going to look to reduce costs. And so that's where we see some of the unemployment numbers or, or, or job loss numbers. Um, wineries are going to have to scale back, and some of them just cannot absorb a, a 50% uh, cut in, uh, in, in, in revenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious, does, and this is a, bro- a broader question um, beyond just British Columbia's uh, uh, um, provincial boundary, but is the wine map expanding because of climate change? Well, it's, it's interesting if you point that out, because that's a, that's a good point. Climate change does not necessarily mean global warming, and I think the uh, freeze event that we uh, we uh, experienced is a good indicator of that. But it's also, as things are warming up, it's allowing us to expand our grape-growing uh, capacity throughout the province. And, you know, if, if people are aware, there are some fantastic grapes that are grown uh, well, we're growing anyways in the Thompson Valley uh, out of Kamloops, but they suffered a 90% uh, loss. And Lillooet is another example of areas that traditionally uh, couldn't really sustain. Um, they could get the heat, but they couldn't really sustain the cold winters. And uh, again, that's come back uh, and they've, they've been devastated by that. Mm-hmm. Even globally, I would think I was reading that, you know, in places like England, you're seeing wineries pop up, more wineries pop up, Belgium, Den- Denmark, Norway, Sweden, areas yep. perhaps you generally didn't consider wine regions, but they are certainly looking at it as an industry. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, there's cool climate and uh, you can grow grapes in a lot of different areas. What it really comes down to is the ripening of them. And so you need to have that heat that the Okanagan's famous for sort of in late summer and fall. And uh, a lot of those areas that you describe certainly are getting those kinds of uh, that heat to really to, to, ripen the, to ripen the grapes. But, you know, in the same sense that there's areas opening up, there are areas that are closing down. And we hear all the time about uh, projections in some places in California that eventually are just going to be too warm to grow grapes. So there definitely is a shift sort of north, but it doesn't always mean warming. And again, I mm-hmm. think this uh, freeze event we just uh, just experienced is a great example of what climate change means. It means unpredictability and uh, really a change to uh, how farming needs to be done. Um, you were talking about replanting. So when you replant, would you consider different types of grapes because of climate change? 
Absolutely. I mean, some grapes do better. It's all about where the, it all just depends on the grape variety, what type of grape it is, and where it's planted. And so some are more susceptible to different soil conditions, to different weather conditions, and the rest of it. And as climate changes, so too do those grapes need to change. And that's why it's important that we get uh, a properly funded uh, replant program so that we can make sure we're getting the right grapes into the right place. But as I say, that's about the grapes. What's really missing or needs to be considered are those wineries that just are not going to have the grapes to continue on. And, and those numbers you were describing earlier on mm-hmm. uh, are about our industry. But the, our industry expands extends much further than just the wineries. And you think about the tourism here in the Okanagan and mm-hmm. the tourism uh, in on there, there, there is all kinds of wineries spread throughout this province. And we've got a fabulous uh, wine tourism product, but without wine to sell or wine to experience, that's going to have a detrimental effect. So those numbers and the economic spin of uh, economic impact is going to spin and, and, and cause damage throughout the economy. Well, you raise a very good point. You're right. It's not just the, the grapes themselves. It's staying at the hotels. It's going to the restaurants. It's uh, it's all of it. And you and the Okanagan uh, and all Southern Interior is in a fabulous job. Your industry is in a fabulous job in, in building it all. You just have this um, significant challenge before you as, as the industry does, does globally. I'm curious, um, even weather prediction, uh, which is which is an art. <laughs> it's a diff- I do yeah. stuff watch the six o'clock news, and sometimes they get it right, and sometimes they don't. It's just the nature of weather. But I'm just curious for your industry: is there any talk of of uh, I, and I don't even know how to phrase this, but looking at weather or predicting weather uh, that's different or will be different moving forward? Because it seems to me, if you know the freezing event, can you do anything about it? I don't know. But is there any way your industry is looking different at even weather prediction? Well, I think I think I mean you know, predictions are, are are premised on historical events, right? So mm-hmm. I mean you need to understand what's happened in the past to even get some kind of semblance semblance of a guess on what what the future is going to be. And our industry is uh, innovative. Um, they they are not taking this lying down for for sure. Uh, they've got the technology. They've been tracking weather, uh, you know, in some areas, you know, by the square foot just to see what's going on. So collectively, all that data allows us to do two things, maybe predict what's going to have happen, but maybe even more so is predict what grape we should be putting in that spot, right? So if we know what the weather historically has been there and what it, the trend looked like it's going to be, mm-hmm. that's the kind of science that we need so that we can make an informed investment in a replant and not just replanting the plant for the sake of, 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 of continuing, but making sure that that replanted plant will thrive and contribute to the winery success. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not specifically related uh, uh, to what you do, but I've got to ask anyway, um, just getting your product to market. We have had a story a few days ago here on CKNW and on Global BC about, uh, you know, by being able to buy even uh, BC wine from Alberta and getting it shipped here to, to BC, and it's technically cheaper by doing doing it that way rather than even purchasing it uh, through, um, through, through, through our, our liquor producer liquor distribution system. Um, how is your industry overall in regards to the way you feel you're treated by the government here in, in regards to taxation, your ability to get stuff to customers, your ability to send it to customers in, in, in other provinces? I'm just curious how you see these things, especially when I saw that story. And, you know, you know, yeah. you go online and you buy from the Alberta government or sorry, from a private sector uh, 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 private sector business, and it's cheaper than actually buying it in BC. There's something fundamentally wrong to that, you know. 
Well, it's it is listen, it's complex. It's it's alcohol and uh, you know, it's uh, it's heavily regula- regulated as it should be. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a substance that needs to be uh, governed. I mean, there are regulations that tell us where we can buy it, who can buy it, where you can consume it and the rest of it. It also uh, generates a tremendous amount of revenue for 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 governments whether they're provincially or federally. So, people have got a big interest in this. But I think, you know, as is the Canadian history history or story, we've got a patchwork of uh, of regulations uh, across this country and and harmonizing those to allow the shipment of a Canadian product to a Canadian, in this instance, BC wine, 100% BC wine to someone across Canada, has always been something that we've been advocating for. But here in the province, we're fortunate. Uh, we uh, are supported by the government. Uh, we have, uh, you know, access to uh, to the market, uh, but it's competitive. Um, mm-hmm. People say, "Listen, with that increase, or sorry, decrease in supply, why don't you just, you know, push your push your uh, prices up?" And we can't do that because there's so much cheap uh, import product available, and consumers have a choice to that. That we could very quickly price ourselves outside of uh, outside of the marketplace, and we're not interested in that. We want to deliver a, a good product at a fair price. And so far, we've been very successful, uh, and BC consumers have really uh, in, in embraced that and really supported our industry. Miles, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate it. Look forward to having you in studio. Know your next time you're in Vancouver. I look forward to it. And if you're ever back in the, or ever here in the Okanagan, Kelowna specifically, let me know and I can show you where the good stuff is. <laughs> I will probably take you up on that. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for the interest.